On this episode of Radcast Outdoors, we're going to be talking walleye fisheries, and in particular, the walleye fisheries in Wyoming. I'm going to go over what are some of the top places that you might want to go this upcoming season to try to get your master angler walleye. So sit down and relax, and we're going to go through the walleye fisheries. Fish on! Hey, Radcast is on! Hunting, fishing, and everything in between. This is Radcast Outdoors. Here are David Merrill and Patrick Edwards. Hello and welcome everybody back to another episode of Radcast Outdoors. I'm super stoked to be here, super excited to talk about fishing, the weather's turning, get out there and go do something outside, something different, something new. You know, as as we're moving forward, this episode of Radcast Outdoors is brought to you by PK Lures. We really want to reach out and say thank you to our sponsor, PK Lures. It's really cool to have them on board. You know, they're a great local company with some great products. If you haven't heard about them yet, get I don't know where you've been, but go check out PK Lures. <laughs> you know, we've got a, a promo code. So if you get on their website and use our promo code, you can get a set of Wyoming blades with your purchase. There's another set of blades that make some noise and extra flash really do attract extra fish. So when you're out there shopping, when you're going fishing, if you're getting ready for a new trip, get on PKLures.com and use the promo code RAD. So definitely get on there, use the promo code RAD, buy one of their spoon kits, and you get those Wyoming blades for free. Another sponsor that we've picked up this week that we want to say thank you to for sponsoring our podcast is High Mountain Seasoning. Those guys over there do a wonderful job. Patrick and I really do swear by a lot of their products. Whether we're processing our pigs, our antelope, our elk, or our fish, there's a seasoning from High Mountain for you. Also, they've got several hundred other SKUs on their <laughs> website, whether it's meat prep, cutting boards, you know, it, I get on there, highmountainjerky.com, check them out and get some of their product. I'm sure Hans over there will really appreciate it. Tell them you heard about a high mountain seasoning from us and we'll get you something going soon with them. Yeah, absolutely. High mountain seasonings, David and I, like you said, we're junkies. <laughs> we use their stuff all the time. So check them out. They're in... Cabela's, Bass Pros, Sportsman's. I mean, you you can get on their website and order it. It's great stuff. Whether you just get a small shaker or you're getting pounds of their cure for, well, you know, Patrick and I do a few pigs every year. So <laughs> it's nice that they're close and we can get the stuff in bulk. Yeah, we help them keep, we, we help keep them busy with the baking cure and the ham cure, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> One of the other sponsors we definitely want to talk about is your company, David, Bow Spider. Bow Spider is... I'm telling you, if you're a bow hunter and you don't have a bow spider, you're missing out. You, I mean, it's just so much easier to carry your bow, uh, to store your bow, carry your bow in the vehicle even. Um, definitely go check out bowspider.com, and you've got some new products too that they can we, check out. We have some very cool new products that are coming, solved a couple little problems. We have a Molly Webbing and belt clip now that solves that problem. We've been just innovating and evolving and I just got done with that heavy hunt. It's a couple episodes we talk about. Yep. And that'll be coming out on our YouTube channel, Bow Spider. And you can see that in that film, I, I won't go hunting without one now. It's just, yeah, I'm a little jaded. It's my company. It's my product. <laughs> but, you know, I hate carrying my bow. I have a really heavy bow. During that javelina hunt, I had my cell phone mounted on my stabilizer and I had a GoPro mounted on my quiver. So that adds just that much more weight to an already 
heavy item. So check out Bow Spider. BowSpider.com is the website. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube is all Bow Spider. Yep. And lastly, we want to say thank you to Fremont Stoneworks. Um, They're helping us out with some custom glasses, which are really cool. Um, So you definitely want to go check those out at ragcastoutdoors.com for those glasses. But also, if you want to get your own, let's say you've got a big family event or you want to make something cool for somebody's birthday and you want to get some customized glasses or a custom sign or a plaque for the wall. I mean, or maybe something for the yard, right? A nice little welcome stone for your driveway. Fremont County Stoneworks, he can do it all. Yeah, and uh, we have a local carp shoot tournament every year, and he always makes the uh, trophies for that. And um, for the firemen here locally, he does classes for them for their competitions and stuff. So, I mean, he does incredible work. So make sure to get out there and check out FremontStoneworks.com. I'm partial to the elk glass, and I'm sure Patrick is a... <laughs> I like the walleye glass, yeah. yeah, yeah that's I, I that's like all right. There, there's a reason we got an elk and a walleye glass. <laughs> we can serve both both flavors, right, Patrick? That's right. We got to take care of them. Speaking of those... Walleyes? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about walleyes a little bit. So I get this question quite a bit. I've I've been fishing this state my whole life, and I've traveled all over this state and fished every corner. There's a lot of debate what is the top walleye fishery in the state? You know, what are the top walleye fisheries in the state? So I figured I would throw my two cents in. Now, take it for what it's worth. It's really two cents. But I have fished all those places, and I've had success or not as much success as some of them. And so I do have a fairly, I think, uh, good way of kind of rating them out and ranking them because not every walleye fishery is the same. And that's something that a lot of people know. I mean, if you live in Canada or if you live in Minnesota or if you live in Wyoming, not all bodies of water are created equal. You know, you have different types of forage. You have different types of substrate that you're fishing. Shelter, temperature, depth. And, you know, is it connected to, you know, an active moving water system? You know, is it a reservoir? Is it a lake? Is it, you know, a pond? Is it a river? Um, Because there are some phenomenal river fisheries for walleyes as well. So there's a lot of different factors, and we're going to kind of cover a few of those um, and talk about some that maybe you didn't know were even around. Well, the the number one on the list, a big one, has got to be Flaming Gorge, right? Flaming Gorge doesn't have any walleye. Really? Yeah. (laughs) So Flaming Gorge, you know, it's got a lot of variety in it. But there aren't any walleye in it. So, so that's the one of the main reservoirs that I've fished. You know, mm-hmm. as a young kid coming over from Colorado and Utah, that's yeah. the that's the reservoir that my family always took me fishing to. So my experience with, you know, walleyes, walleyes, and, and <laughs> Wyoming and and bodies of water is relatively limited. So I'm glad we have you here today, <laughs> so we can kind of go through and. And get down to the nuts and bolts of this. Where where do we want to be focusing? What are what are some key ones that come up? Well, I'm going to break it up by region just to make it a little bit easier. And then we'll get into kind of who I think are the top dogs or, you know, top places you probably want to go if you want to catch a quality fish anyway. So, you know, if you're in the southeast part of the state where I grew up, there aren't a lot of options for walleye, period. I mean, there just really aren't. Um, There are a handful of lakes that have walleye in them. Uh, Some that come to mind that I caught walleye in as a kid are Wheatland number one, Wheatland two, and Wheatland three. You know, I don't know that all of them still have walleye in them. I know Wheatland one does for sure. And so if you go west of Wheatland, the little town of Wheatland, um, there's a handful of reservoirs over there that have them. Uh, There's also a little lake called Rock Lake. 
that's literally what it's called. <laughs> it had it had walleye when I was a kid. Um, also had pretty good catfishing, had some bass and some really big carp. We caught some huge carp out of there. And then, you know, over in that area, on the other side of Wheatland, there's Gray Rocks Reservoir. And Gray Rocks is a very, very popular fishery. It's known for the walleyes. Uh, I, in fact, I fished it this past year and did really well on the PK Wobbler and also the PK Dakota Disc. The thing that you got to realize, though, when you're fishing over there, the wind is no joke. And it comes up and it will blow you off the water. So if you're in a boat, you better be careful. And I was going to ask you about that, but, <laughs> you know, you can catch walleye through the ice. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can catch them off the bank, yep. catch them off a boat. You know, you don't have to specifically have, you know, one arsenal in your toolkit. You yeah. can... I usually catch at least a hundred every year from shore. Cause I hear a lot of people say, well, I don't know if I can catch them from the bank. I need a boat. No, you don't, you don't need a boat, but you do need to know where they are or you're not going to catch them. So, so I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you this joke, Patrick, what's that? When, when you're in Alaska or, you know, somebody from Alaska, they're very uh, lucrative with their salmon, right? You want some salmon. Somebody from Alaska will give you salmon. And I've noticed Wyoming fishermen are similar to Alaska fishermen. They're very <laughs> lucrative with their trout. They will give oh, you yeah. trout, right? You want to try some trout or some trout? And, you know, and they're, they're kind of a similar, you know, close to pink meated, you know, red meated fish. And they're, they're both, they're both good, good to eat, right? Sure. But in Alaska, and I've said this on the podcast a <laughs> hundred times, the reason I go and live there and move there is just for the halibut, Right. It's delicious. You, you get a package of halibut from me, you know, that, either I really, really like you or you've done something <laughs> that, I, that I owe you for. That's the only two reasons I'm giving you a package and of halibut. if I give you a package of walleye, I really like you. Yeah, yeah. that's that's my point. Is exactly. You, you ask any Wyoming fisherman, you got any walleye? No, I don't have any in the freezer, I don't think. And there's all... And every good walleye fisherman always has a package or two on hand somewhere. Walleye and crappie, man. I mean, you, oh, those are so good. They're hard to beat, but... Lingcod. Ocean caught lingcod oh, in yeah, Alaska. Those are good. Those are good. But yeah, so Gray Rocks is probably the top, like, in that area. Region. Okay. Um, now there is Hawk Springs, which is over by Torrington. Um, that one is decent, especially in the springtime. So right at ice off here coming up around April, that's a good time to go hit Hawk Springs. So I definitely recommend that. I mean, if you live in that part of the state, those are some of your top spots. Now, if you go just a little bit north, there is one of the best walleye fisheries out in the west, and that's Glendo. Glendo is known for quantity um, and it gets hit really really hard i but, haven't fished it i don't want to get anybody mad at us but i've driven by it a few times and i'm sorry it's just not the picturesque i'm a high mountain lakes guy right <laughs> with a fly rod backpack and mostly i'm just pre-scouting elk spots but don't tell everybody else that <laughs> but you know when you drive by glendo it doesn't it doesn't uh, speak to the artist in me that oh let's go paint this and take pictures there but i've heard that it's a great fishery the elkhorn bay side is really pretty um there there are a few parts of it that are really pretty but overall yeah it's not just the, from the road not the my most beautiful experience. yeah not the most beautiful place but i mean it's it's definitely a really top quality fishery for walleye there are a lot of numbers in there. Of course, they stock it, which helps. Um, same with gray rocks. So they stock it pretty heavily. It gets a lot of pressure from out-of-state fishermen because it's known far and wide. It does have really big fish in it. So there are 10, 12, 13-pound 
walleye caught on an annual basis out of there. So it's not like it's one of those fisheries where you're not going to have a chance at a big one. You'll actually have a chance at a good one there. The other thing that it has, it has a decent white crappie population and yellow perch and also catfish. Um, it has some really nice sized channel cat. So Glendo, we'll, we'll circle back to Glendo a little bit when we talk about the best walleye fisheries in the state, but it's definitely one of the best. And if you continue going north, there are a few other reservoirs that definitely hold walleye and they have some decent ones. So probably the next one that everybody knows about is Keyhole. Keyhole is known for Northern Pike. It's like the only place in Wyoming with Northern Pike. So there are Northerns, there's walleyes, there's white crappie, there's smallmouth bass. It's all kinds of fish in there. Uh, but Keyhole is is beautiful. Now you talk about a pretty place to go fishing. Um, it's definitely one of those. And then for you, David, there's turkeys up there. So, you know, it's up in that, you know, turkey country up in that corner of the state. But the, the walleye do get quite big in there. Um, there are some really nice walleye. The numbers probably aren't as good, in my opinion, as Glendo, but they're there. And certain times of year, if you know where to be, you can knock the snot out of them just like anywhere. And so that is definitely a, a top fishery. Also in that corner of the state, you have LAK Reservoir, which is up by Newcastle. It has it has some walleyes in it and some decent ones. I've caught some nice ones in there. It also has tiger muskie. It has yellow perch and sunfish, uh, smallmouth bass. Um, so that's a good one, but it's a little off the beaten path. And if you don't have a boat, it's a little bit more difficult to fish that one just because you don't have as much shoreline access because of private property. So that's something to think about. Same with gray rocks. There is a portion of gray rocks. that's also on private property. So you have to be kind of careful when you go there. So the best way I've found, you know, whether I'm elk hunting, turkey hunting, coyote hunting, fishing, you know, get one of these Onyx base map programs, yep. pay for the subscription, download it to your phone, especially here in Wyoming. You're <laughs> maybe, maybe not going to have data service when you're out there. So if you've just pre-downloaded a map, already have the, you know, private public land clicked on, it's way too easy to open that app, look where you're at and go, oh, yeah, we can be here. And you don't want to be picking buckshot out of your backside when somebody shoots at you for being on their place either so <laughs> or, or get the trespassing ticket that goes yeah, along exactly. with it yeah so it, and it is something you you definitely want to respect the landowner so just be careful on those um another note on respecting the landowners as a kid you know i don't know what it is but fishing line oh, pick geez. up pick your fishing up. line pick oh, up yeah. your marlboro <laughs> packages your Worm red container. bull cans your bud light <laughs> cans and your fishing line please because the next guy that shows up there's gonna I always take, you know, a trash bag and come out with a bag of trash everywhere we go. And it's, we need to be a little more cognizant of respecting the land because the anti-fishermen are out there. They want to be there taking a picture of oh, yeah. the ducks or picking rocks or whatever. And sure. I mean, more importantly, I don't want to get my kid tangled in a fishing hook and fishing line. No, you definitely don't. But yeah, there's, there's a couple other fisheries up there that you definitely want to look at. There's Deaver. Um, Deaver is a really small reservoir, but it does have some fish in it and they can be caught from shore. So shore fishermen, there you go. There's a spot you can go to. There's probably not going to be a giant in there, but you can definitely catch a few. And then of course, Yellowtail Reservoir has some monster sauger and which is the walleye's cousin. And then there's some decent walleye in there as well. So you can, you can definitely get into the fish up in that area. Also Lake DeSmit 
Um, it didn't, when I was a kid, Lake DeSmit, which is up kind of by Buffalo, that area, it didn't have any walleye in it. And somebody was a bucket biologist and took some and dumped them in there. And there was a guy who's, I'll have to go back and look it up, but he underwater speared a giant walleye out of there just recently. I think it was within the last year or two. So there are some massive, massive walleye in there. Of course, they're eating the trout, so they grow pretty well. Grow, you know, having the forage that they do. So you can catch some there. They're a little bit more spread out because obviously they're not stocked because they're not supposed to be in there. So that one's a little bit probably more difficult to catch them, but there are some big ones in there and they do exist. So that's that's somewhere you can go check them out. Um, so if you're going to continue, so we've kind of went in the southeast to the northeast and kind of that central area. But if you kind of head more to the west now on the northern side, another place they're not supposed to be is Buffalo Bill Reservoir. Um, and that's up by Cody. They actually are trying to get rid of the walleye. And so when they spawn in the springtime, so here pretty quick, what they do is they'll have people come out and help get rid of them. So if you're looking to get a bunch of walleye to take home and put in the freezer, you might contact the Game and Fish up there and see if you could be part of the netting process and getting rid of some of those walleye. It is a top-notch trout fishery and they don't want them in there. So if you're interested in that, you can always contact them and get some of that delicious meat that David and I were talking about. And after living in Alaska, Patrick, my favorite way to fish is with a net. No, it's it's pretty entertaining. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's have, effective. Have you ever watched those guys in the canals, um, like going after suckers and different things? Like that? Yeah, it yeah. looks like a lot of fun. We got to try that sometime. So the uh, when I was a kid, the Blacksmith Fork River in Utah, right? TFO Temple Fork Outfitters is named right there as well. But the Blacksmith Fork just got really, really low. I it must have been about two thousand two, two thousand four. I mean, with irrigation and everything, they. They, they drained the creek. It was, and so they let anybody go saning. And we went down there and we, <laughs> with a net, just diving in the pools waist deep, we caught some big old rainbows, just, I mean, 22, 24 inch fish out of there. Yeah, that would be, that would be fun. I mean, I, I would, I would be game for that. Don't thumb your nose in the air and, <laughs> and be mad at those guys that fish with a net because, sure. well, for generations, people have fished with nets. Absolutely. Just check your regulations. Make sure you're doing it where you're allowed to. But yes. So another place that has decent walleyes and they're accessible year round is the Bighorn River. And so that's what the Wind River turns into, you know, around Thermopolis and it goes up north. So you can fish along that. Again, just make sure you're not on somebody's property that you're not supposed to be. But one of the few rivers that flows uh, south to north. And not only that. The ice doesn't build up too bad through that area, which is great. You know, um, once it gets out of Boyson Reservoir, yeah, because yeah, the Wind River in Riverton is iced over during that time of year, and so that you wouldn't be able to fish it even if you wanted to. But once you get down below the dam and then through Thermop and up north, it's actually open for the most part, so you're able to fish it parts of it year round without any problem. So that's definitely an option for you. If you're looking for some walleyes in the spring, lots of public access on that river, yeah. great drift boat river. Absolutely. And you know, even if you just have, you know, some waders or no waders at all, I mean, you can still get in along the edge of that, throw a jig in a minnow or whatever and fish that pretty much year round. And there's, there's definitely walleye in there. There's sauger, some really nice trout in there. So 
Hunter the other day asked to go fishing. So as soon as we get a break from school and life, we're going to, we got to get down there and go do some fishing. There's some phenomenal fishing down that way. And then of course, if you come a little bit further South, that's my home territory here with the Wind River Boysen Reservoir. Um, Definitely an incredible fishery for walleye. There's no doubt about that. It's, I don't know if it's incredible. Right? I'd say it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So something that's kind of interesting about Boyson is that it hasn't been stocked since the 1970s with walleye. And that, that's pretty incredible when you think about that. And the amount of walleye that are in there. So when did the dam good. fail? You know, the lower dam. I don't know. I'm not sure. If um, you come through and if you're a tourist, that, that Wind River Canyon is definitely a pretty drive. It's beautiful. And right by the first tunnel, you can see the evidence of the original private dam that was put in there, a hydroelectric dam. Yep. And it failed, and yeah. Well, the town of Shoshone was basically built because of the Bureau of Rec project putting in the dam that's there now. And so they generate electricity there. That river piece there just below the dam is a good fishery for walleye usually. Uh, Boyson itself is a phenomenal fishery. It holds the state record, or you know, it's it's the fishery with the state record. And I've caught a lot of really nice fish out of there. So Boyson is definitely one of the top fisheries in the state, um, and it's got just about everything in it. You know, the yellow perch, the black crappie, and tons of different trout, and it's sauger. It's it's got a lot to offer a fisherman. Um, and then you go kind of over towards where we live here. We've got Ocean Lake, which is a totally different fishery. Um, as far as how it's set up, it's only about 12 to 15 feet deep. Um, and it's pretty most, much natural, right? Yeah. it's, it's They've an, improved it a little bit, made it a little bigger, but it's always been there. Yeah. And it's it's one of those areas that they'd use to kind of catch some of the extra water. And it, like when my grandma was growing up here, it was clear water. And now it's cloudy. Um, and it used to be one of the top crappie fisheries in the entire country. People used to catch crappie like crazy. My grandma used to wait out there and just catch them with a, a hook with a piece of red cloth tied to it, a red yarn, you know, kind of like, you know, sockeye fishing almost, but just throwing it out there. The fish would grab it and she'd pull them in. And so it used to be really good for that. Now it's more known for the yellow perch. There's still some nice crappie in there. Um, Tubing and wakeboarding. Yeah, people like to play out there. There is a substantial carp population in there i mean it was pretty much taken over by common carp and i think it was back in the 70s they actually had a commercial carp fishery there i don't know that people realize that but they they tried to get rid of the carp that way they've also used rotenone which is a a poison to kill them they've done all kinds of things trying to get rid of the common carp i think they're just fighting a losing battle because they're not going anywhere but they did also put walleye in there and walleye have done very well there are some Every year, somebody catches a 10 to 12 pounder out of there. So there are some phenomenal and opportunities. It's 14 feet deep. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you'll it's be really big. Out in the middle, and you're like, man, this looks like it should be really deep, and it's, it's really not. That's another one that you got to watch out for, too. When the wind gets blowing, you better oh, watch yeah. out really, really closely because you get swamped under pretty fast. And the other thing you really have to watch there is safety on the ice. Um, there are uh, warm water springs. There's an aerator out there. If you're on... Stay away from those aerators a long way away. springs, yep. We we actually lost a local guy this year, um, went through the ice and passed away. So you got to be really, really careful um, and pay attention to what you're doing out there. And nobody wants you to pass away when you're out supposed to be fishing and enjoying and the fun. outdoors. Yeah. yeah. So definitely Ocean Lake is one of the, one of the better fisheries. 
Uh, if we circle back a little bit and go towards Casper, you've got um, Alcova, Pathfinder, and then if you go down south of that a little bit, there's Seminole. Those three are all hooked together. They're on the Platte system, Platte River system. They each have decent populations of walleye. I wouldn't call them great populations because they're kind of in the same boat as uh as Boyson, you know, the Game and Fish doesn't, they're not really super thrilled about having walleye in there. So the walleye are kind of self-sustaining. But every year, each of those three reservoirs kicks out some big ones. And, you know, Al Linder put in his walleye books, you know, we talked to him a few episodes back. Um, he talked about some of the big, huge, you know, like 15, 16 pounders that they would catch out of Seminole. And so those systems definitely hold some good fish. And of course, the Platte system itself, the river in between those has walleye year round. It's another place you can go. You can access them. You don't need a boat. You can definitely fish for them and catch them. But those are some of the main uh, places in Wyoming to go search for your master angler walleye. And in Wyoming, to catch a master angler walleye for, through the Game and Fish program, it has to be a minimum 24 inches, um, which is a decent size. That's a fish. nice fish. Yeah, that's a nice one. So now I'm going to kind of touch on, you know, if you want to catch a master angler, where are some of the best places to go? I would. So is there any more lakes towards the west that hold any fish? There's not as many for walleye. Walleye, most of it's kind of central over you know there's not a lot of other places that you can find them now not to say that somebody isn't going to try to stock them like they didn't like to smit you know and don't do that i'm just saying don't do that that's not don't a be good a idea. bucket biologist yeah don't do that but there are there are definitely a lot of good places you can go and you can catch them i mean walleye in wyoming are fairly accessible they're they're like when i was growing up i i would have really liked to had a walleye fishery right there by Cheyenne, but it just didn't exist. So, um, but yeah, if you want to catch a master angler walleye, there are definitely some places that I would say are probably going to be your best bet. And so I'm going to kind of go through those in the order that I feel that you're probably more likely to catch them. I think your best bet, especially right now, based on population surveys that they've done is probably Boyson. It's got, I mean, it's got really quality fish in it and there are a pretty good year class of that you know, low twenties to mid twenties fish right now. So, I mean, you have an opportunity to find them. Now, is it going to be easy? No, you're probably going to have to cover some ground. Um, you're probably going to want to talk to somebody that might know what they're doing, but they're definitely in there. And Boyson so, has some channels and some deep pockets and some <coughs> islands. Absolutely. And there's, there's a lot of varied structure and cover and it's a big lake. It's huge. And so that would be, you know, if I was going to just from the outside looking in, if I wanted to get a master angler, that's where I would start. But there's definitely some other places. I think Seminole would probably be on that list for me, probably number two, probably really close with Glendo. Um, Glendo's definitely got them and a good population of them too. So as far as the ability to catch bigger sized fish, I would think that Glendo and Seminole would probably be your next best bets. And then Ocean Lake would definitely be up there um, and Keyhole as well. Keyhole's so, got them. Time of year, what's... What, I mean, obviously, year-round, through the ice, open sure. water. Yeah. But is there a specific season that walleye are more susceptible to being harvested? Yeah, I, I think that your your transition, big transition periods, are definitely going to be your best bet. So for me, springtime, you can usually access the bigger fish, especially pre-spawn in March. So um, early ice, late ice, yep. pre-spawn, spring. 
And then the other thing is they tend to concentrate a little bit in the fall. So fall, you're probably going to have a really good shot at one. Now, if if you're going to be covering a lot of ground, like say you're in a boat, you're probably going to get a better chance trolling around in the summer because they eat a lot in the summer. Uh, fish in the low light periods. Um, also, I've, I don't know why it is this way, but like 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. So 10 a.m., 2 p.m., they tend to go through like a feeding frenzy kind of bite windows, whatever we, you want to call We have it. lunch and dinner too, right? Yeah, exactly. So those those would be good times to go out and target them, but you're probably going to have to cover some ground in the summertime just because they do spread out. So they're not as concentrated, but they're definitely around and they're willing to bite. Fall and spring, I would say, are your best bets to get, find them concentrated and to catch a big one. You know, Wyoming has a lot of great fisheries for walleyes to offer you. Um, I would definitely recommend you do some research before you go out. Look at fishing reports. Definitely do some research on some of the fishing groups on Facebook and different places. Some people are going to tell you some stuff and some people aren't, but it's at least worth reaching out. Definitely reach out to your game and fish department biologists. They're usually more than happy to help you, especially if they're walleye in a place that they don't want them. Uh, They'll definitely try to help you find them. So I would definitely recommend you get out there, give it a shot. If if it were me um, and you're trying to figure out what to use, you know, some of the things that I think are probably in the summertime, the best bet is trolling cranks just because you can cover a lot of ground really fast and crankbaits catch walleye. I but mean, walleye also do use their sense of smell. So you can absolutely. use live bait, right? Yeah, jigging a minnow has always been a great walleye bait. Jigging spoons like PK spoons are really good. Uh, but that PK ridgeline crankbait, you know, Pat O'Grady, he used to go quite a bit to Gray Rocks and just troll along the dam and other places with those crankbaits and just hammer the snot out of them. And we had Pat on the podcast talking about yeah. his, you know, crucible and, and building the lures and the company up. And he bait, I mean, he developed those to fish these lakes right here to catch exactly. walleye. So. Yep. And he, you know, he was one of those guys, you know, being in Cheyenne, he fished a lot of those Wheatland Reservoirs, you know, Gray Rocks. Gray Rocks is another great one. You know, you can always go there and try it. But yeah, the, I would definitely, if you're going to go walleye fishing in the summer, there's two things that I typically use. One is crankbaits, trolling those, and then crawler harnesses work really well. Like the PK Wobbler is good. That Dakota Disc is good. There's a lot of different ways you can do it. Pitching a jig up to shore and then bringing it back to the boat slowly. That you know, sounds exciting it. to me. Yep, that's fun and it works. Jigging spoons over, you know, fish off a structure, that works really well. So there's a lot of different ways that you can do that. If you're fishing rivers, you're probably going to want to go with the jig and a minnow. Um, that typically is a pretty good presentation. And so definitely try that. You know, the biggest thing, the reason I wanted to do this episode is not to, you know, <laughs> say one fishery is necessarily better than the other, but there are some top fisheries in Wyoming where you can find quality walleye fishing. And, you know, Boyson is. You know, I'm a little biased because I'm right next to it, but it's an incredible fishery, especially considering it doesn't get stocked like crazy, like Glendo and Gray Rocks. But if you live close to Glendo and Gray Rocks, go hit those. Those are dynamite fisheries. Keyhole is great. Seminole is great. So definitely get out and try them. To try and go catch a walleye this spring. Yeah. So we'll have to get out there and do that. So I'm just going to go through real quick and just kind of rank my top five. So we'll start number one, I would say definitely is Boyson. Uh, number two, Glendo. 
I mean, Glendo's really hard to beat. Number three, I would say Seminole. Number four, Keyhole. And number five, probably I would throw Ocean Lake in there just because they do put out some really good big walleye. And if you don't believe me, that's fine. Um, I'll, I'll keep them to myself over here. <laughs> but there are some really good ones in there. So, But yeah, if you do catch those big walleye, do your best to put them back out there. Let them keep growing um, if you can. And unless you're in a place like Buffalo Bill where you're not allowed to put them back, that would be a bad idea. Uh, hopefully this is good information for you. You can get out there in the field and, and go do some fun stuff with this. And we're going to have a walleye recipe here at the end of the episode um, for, with the high mountain recipe of the week. So definitely stick around to listen to that too. And, and you know, coming from the hunting world, I, I tell a lot of people and they ask me where I got my last elk and I tell them right behind the shoulder. <laughs> right yeah and well well where were you well i was up no tellum creek next and not going to tell you mountain yeah when people ask you where you catch a fish you say in the mouth yes so you know <laughs> for everybody out there patrick kind of kind of laid it out there and those are the lakes that have walleye and those are the ones he likes to fish and where where and how and when so it it's not a huge investment in gear you don't need to go no. buy a brand new tracker boat and have the the best rod and reel combo on the market just grab somebody grab a friend if you haven't ever gone before you know hit up one of your local sporting goods stores and get just a a middle of the road rod and reel setup you can use a spinning reel you know don't have to get fancy yep and you can catch one from from a causeway from a bank from the dam from the shore from the boat launch just about anywhere yeah i was gonna say i will be going back to gray rocks after my experience last year i had had a really good day you and your dad went right yeah and it was it was pretty phenomenal fishing. So now the wind did come up and it was a little dicey out there. Uh, you got to watch out for that in Wyoming. But the fishing was phenomenal. And the, I'll tell you what, I haven't seen a much healthier fish than the walleye were, that, that we were catching out of Gray Rocks. I mean, they were super healthy, thick from nose to tail. I mean, really, really healthy fish. And there is some incredible forage in gray rocks with the crawfish and the minnows and the shad and the different things that are in there. So um, go catch all the walleye you can because they eat my crawdads. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, guys, thanks again for listening to this episode of Ragcast Outdoors. Please go check us out, rate and subscribe. Please give us that five-star rating. That really helps us out a lot. And we will continue to put out some more content for you guys. we got some cool stuff coming up and some some fun giveaways coming up here soon. So be watching out for that. Definitely check us out on the socials, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, definitely go check out our sponsors. Again, our sponsors are High Mountain Seasonings, Bow Spider, PK Lures, and Fremont Stoneworks. So Until next time, we'll see you guys on the next one. All right, it is time for the High Mountain Recipe of the Week, brought to you proudly by High Mountain Seasonings, a Riverton, Wyoming company. High Mountain Seasonings has been around for 30 years and is doing a great job of making sure that all the hunters and people who are processing their own meat have everything they need to do the job right. High Mountain Seasonings offers a lot of different options for you. They offer fish brines, jerky kits, sausage making kits, and much, much more. You can find all of their great products at highmountainjerky.com or H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Again, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. So now... 
Here is our recipe of the week. All right, so let's talk about a little bit of walleye. So one of my favorite recipes with walleye is walleye parmesan. Now, this is really, really, really good stuff. What you're going to need is a couple of pounds of walleye fillets. Get all the bones out of those things. And what you're going to do is you're going to get a tub of sour cream, some gourmet fish seasoning from High Mountain Seasonings, and you're going to get a bunch of Parmesan cheese. Now, you're probably thinking, how is this going to work with sour cream and all this stuff? So I'm going to tell you. So what you're going to do is you're going to get a Pyrex container, and you're going to lay some fillets out inside that Pyrex container. You're going to hit them with a little bit of that gourmet fish seasoning. And then what you're going to do is you're going to put a nice little layer of sour cream over the top, just about a quarter of an inch thick. And then you're going to put a bunch of Parmesan over the top and you're going to throw it in the oven at about 350 degrees and you're going to have some of the tastiest fish that you've ever had in your life. So if you don't believe me, go try it. And if you want to make it a little extra creamy, if you're like me and you like to have a little extra dairy in your food because you love dairy, you can throw a block of cream cheese in, you know, warm it up a little bit, spread it over that as well. I will tell you it is an amazing dish. So definitely go out there, give it a shot and, uh, be definitely watching for the next recipe of the week because I think we're going to have something really good from David on, you know, hunting. So we're, we're, we're going to go with something a little bit more game related and get a little fish, a little less fish related on the next one. So definitely go check out High Mountain Seasonings at himtnjerky.com and you can get some of that gourmet fish seasoning for this recipe.